Today's podcast episode may have been recorded in the bathroom, but you didn't hear that from me. You're listening to The VO Life with Troy Holden. Okay, uh, that's enough talking. Can we hear some samples now? Oh boy. Here we go again. This is The VO Life. Positive conversations about living the voiceover life. Inside into the business and day-to-day grind of being a regular Joe VO. From the humble beginnings to the finally hitting a new level to getting that first big client. It's all about that VO life. Here's your host, Troy Holden. Hey, 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 and welcome back. It's the VO life. I'm Troy Holden. You know me. I'm the guy that interviews people who this week I don't have an interview. So what are you going to talk about, Troy? Well, I don't know. I, I wrestled with it, and uh, I think I want to revert back to my favorite subject, demos. I love demos. I like making demos. I like picking the material. I like putting the music and the effects on it. I really enjoy it. Not. No, actually, I do. But I'm struggling with um, how to structure and how to put it in place. And I'm, I'm really struggling with, do I want to spend the money to go hire a professional demo producer? And I really would like to do that. But Am I ready for that? I'm still not sure of that either. A couple of people I know, actually one of the uh, former guests on this show, um, Alice Everdeen, uh, went and got a stellar, I'm sure, Chuck Duran uh, demo done. And I can't wait to hear it because I know uh, others I've heard that have come out uh, of his production arena are really, really good. Um. So I'm going to experiment with with my uh, with my approach on some demos, and I'm going to do that based on my results that I've had over the past uh, six months. Everyone tells me, "Oh, your Jack Daniel spot. That's really good. That's that. That's your money voice." Well, guess what, guys? It's not my money voice. Regular old plain tater voice gets way more work than. Jack Daniels. And and I don't know why. I, I mean, but there's not that much of a niche out there for that. I mean, there's the a lot of people have the uh I'm going blank. The Sam Elliott, um, you know, you have your Sam Elliott uh gigs and a lot of people have the deep or gritty gigs and I've done that, and they've not done that well. If I use my Southern gig and I throw that in there with it, I get some work from that. But I would say less than 20% of what I do is Jack Daniels or that low, gritty voice. I just don't, I don't get a lot of requests for that. But when I do, uh, it's, you know, it's, it's always a fit. It's, a, it's good work. So my thinking is, Right or wrong, when somebody goes to my regular American male voiceover gig, they're probably looking for a regular voice. So I need to highlight that on the front with two really good spots that don't have a lot of Southern accent and then maybe pop Jack Daniels in there and they go, whoa, is that the same guy? And then come back with one that's maybe got a little Southern to it. And then maybe come back with a fast food spot. The other thing I'm thinking also, as I structure these, is using these shorter spots. 
And I've had discussions back and forth with a couple different people, and some of them say, I don't like it because it doesn't give enough continuity. I can't really tell, you know, what your voice can do in four or five seconds. And I've had other people say, I love the variety. I like the way you did that, you know, so I'm on the fence, but maybe it's a mix of both. Another thing I think you should do is have a spot or two on there without any other noise, music, nothing, just your voice. Now, the one I'm going going to use does have a couple of sound effects, but they don't really interfere with the, the meat of the voiceover. So I'm going to try that as well. I think, I, and, and here's point, and, and this is reverting directly to Fiverr, um, not anywhere else. I'm on the fence with the personal introduction or the personal stuff because I see it working both ways. I see very successful TRSs that their entire gig video is just them talking about what they do. I've seen it where they talk for 15, 20 seconds, and then they throw a few samples on there. I've seen it where they're, they have absolutely nothing to do with them on there. It's all samples. So I believe they all work. Um, I think it's personal preference. Me, I, if I'm a buyer, I want to get to the meat and potatoes. I don't want to hear you tell me stuff. Do I want to get to know you? Well, I can do that in the order process. Um, I, I'm first and foremost looking for a product, and I'm looking for the best product, and you better win me over in five to ten seconds with what I'm looking for. So if I'm looking for American male voice, American male voiceover, male voiceover, it better be something really good in the first ten seconds, or I'm going to the next one. Maybe the first five seconds, or I'm going to the next one. Um. So think about that as you put your stuff together, especially if, if you're self-producing. If you're going and getting a pro to do it, they're going to do these things for you. They're going to put you in, in an order on your demo that you're your absolute very best the first 10 seconds. And the rest of it may be almost as good or just as good, but they're going to make sure there's something about that first spot that is phenomenal. And that's why I look forward to hearing people's pro demos. That's why I go to Voices.com and listen to people's demos and see what kind of spots are they using. Are they doing the quick spots? Are they only doing the, the full 15 second? You know, I only got four or 15 second spots in there, or I got, I'm holding it to 10 or 12 seconds and I'm getting five or six. Or are they dropping a couple of tens and then a whole lot of five to seven second stuff? Go listen to who's successful, see what they're doing, because it's apparently working for them, and it might work for you. Uh, but I think a lot of the other stuff is personal preference. Do I want to go on there and show me and blah, 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 talking about me? I don't. I really don't want to do that. Um, I've done it in the past, but I didn't think it helped or hurt. Because of my beliefs, if I'm out there shopping, I, I want meat and potatoes. Let me have that up front. Don't put a bunch of fluff in there. You only got a minute and 15 seconds. You really only have about 10 to 12 seconds. So think about that part. Um, Self-produced um, demos are not, are not a, a bad thing, and we're all learning that as we get better and better. The other part of this is how many jobs have you done that were fully produced that you got them back that you could use on your own demo? Are they good enough? Uh, I have 
I have two that I have confidence in. And two doesn't sound like a lot, but if you got two out of your six spots or seven spots, it's pretty good. I also have some others that were, um, I don't know what word I want to use there. They were, uh, oh yeah, I do. They were auditions. So I probably can't use them, but here's what I'm thinking. If, if I can, I could circle back and look and see if it's that had gotten used, if it was an, uh, a brand that I know, could I find it on YouTube? Hey, there's that script. They've already used it. Could I steal that video? I borrow that video. Um, you know, there's you, you can do things like that. But rightfully so, if, it, if you've auditioned for something on Voices.com and it's been a few months, you can go back in your archives, find that person and message them and ask, would it be possible to use that script uh, in a in a in a demo reel, I've done that before and gotten a favorable answer. I've never got a negative answer doing that. I've only done it once or twice, twice maybe, and every time they said sure, no problem. You know, it didn't matter. It, you know, they most people that are in the business know what we do with demos, so it was not a problem. Uh, so you have that option. As we c- continue to make our own demos and learn to do our audio better. Um, Find some people that are doing their own that are really good on the audio that may be using the same DAW you are and see what uh, uh, see what add-ons they're using. See what stack they're using. How are they doing that? How do they make it sound so good? Most of them will help you out. Uh, you might have something to offer them as well. So rely on each other. Rely on your peers. Uh, if you don't have what I call a VO buddy that you can lean on that's pretty good with that stuff, um, you know, in these groups, I think is a good place to do that. Just... Don't repeat the same question somebody already asked. You know, go up in the search bar and search it, and you might put in there better better demo sound or better audio on Adobe Audition. You might find some answers in there already. Uh, I know there's a couple of people that I'll reach out to them from time to time, say, hey, listen to this, what I need to do to it. And they're like, bring the music up, take this down, do this. You might ought to think about getting this process added into your stack, you know, and and I'm, I'm good with that. I want to learn. I mean, that's what we're in it for. Um, and, and demos are highly important. This is your business card. It is your first presentation. It is everything you're handing to people to say, look what I can do. Now, I would love for my demo to say, look what I have done. And I hope to get there where I have enough good material where I can say, these are all my spots. Look what I've done. These are spots I was paid to do. Listen to how good they sound. We could do this for you. But what you're having to do here early on in the front end is look what I can do, not look what I have done. Um, I used to be a very high advocate. If you couldn't reproduce your demo, um, it might be trouble. I still do believe you need to be able to reproduce a very clean, raw audio. If you cannot produce a clean vocal Get the noise out, uh, get the clicks out. It's got to be very clean, maybe just a little bit of light EQ, but it really needs to sound good that you can hand off, that they can process and mix the way they want. If you can do that, you're in top-notch shape. You're in great shape. However, if you go get a professional demo, and let's say you go get a JMC demo or you go get whoever to help you with your demo, and they do it, If you put that out somewhere and you have absolutely no knowledge how to mix stuff yourself, um, 
you, I'm not going to say you're playing with fire, but you're you could get into a mess because not all, but on some of these platforms, a certain percentage of the work you'll do will have to be quote unquote fully produced. They'll want you to add the music. They'll want you to add the background noises and the sound effects, and they'll want you to do all that. You may be syncing up to a PowerPoint, and they want you to add the music. You may be syncing up to a video they already have, and they want you to mix your vocal in with the background music they already have. You know, it, it can get tricky at times. So you have to be somewhat of a quote-unquote audio engineer to be able to put that uh, that word out there that you can do that type business and do that type thing. Don't feel like uh, uh, if you can't do all that, you're not going to get work because you just don't advertise that you do it. But be very careful that, you know, as your demo goes out there, that you're representative of what you do. Um, and again, that's not to say you, if long as you can, if you got a great professional demo and you can produce great, uh, raw audio out of your booth, you're okay. You're fine. Um, but that's the key. It's got to be really good. No noise, no clicks, no nothing. Lightly EQ'd raw audio. Um, I, I either read or heard. No, I heard. I was listening to something and Tim Tippett's was on it. And he's, uh, to me, he's one of the great guy and, and, and also probably one of the best audio guys uh, and there are several, don't get me wrong, there's, there's several, but he's just one that I listen to quite a bit. Um, and I've watched his stuff, and if, if I could sit with him for a day and I could pay him to come teach me for a day, I, I'd say you'd be amazed what you'd learn. But he said, uh, and I, I, I'm not going to quote this exact, I won't get it verbatim, but what he said was, if any agent or agency or production house or whatever thinks that he's all he's done to hit the record button and not processed anything at all and he told them it was raw audio he said you know uh, it never was just quote unquote raw audio he said i always used um you know like ns1 and i get the clicks out that i needed to and of course he's one of those people that believe you can do most of that on your own by learning how to speak properly and whatever and i agree it, it helps um, but you can use that, that kind of light processing. Uh, and if you've got something in your room that's reverby or it doesn't sound right, if you can EQ it out just a hair to make it better, you know, that's good raw audio. And that's what they want you to hand them as a good raw audio file that they can mix, they can process, they can put the effects on. And as long as you don't do, you know, you're not compressing and you're not hard limiting and doing all that, you can't get that off once it goes on and it's in that file you send. But if you're sending that raw audio, they can work with it. And that's the thing that you have to be able to do. If you can, if you can put that out there and do that well, you're going to be fine. So there's, there's still a million questions about demos out there. Everybody wants to uh, question what everybody does or doesn't do. Every time I post a new one or put something new out that I'm trying, I'll get uh, you know, somebody will pick it to death and they'll say, well, this one word sounds such and such. And I, you know what? That's the way it comes out of my mouth. It's the way it came out that day and it's right or wrong. It, it is what it is. You know, uh, we chew on syllables sometimes. I'm not delivering to a customer there. I know I'm putting out something I want people to buy from. But on the other hand, 
um, I, I talk like me and I am me. And you're going to talk like you and you're you. So accept that. It's okay. Don't try to over enunciate. Don't try to, uh, you know, make your demo sound like what you're not. Make it be what you sound like when you do your reads uh, every day. And, um, and you'll be fine, I, I do believe. But keep working on that technical side. I think that's the challenge for so many people, me included. I'm always wanting that sound better. It amazes me. I can sit down in the exact same environment using the exact same stack, using everything the same. And on Monday and Tuesday, everything sounded good to me. And on Wednesday, I'm like, everything sounds too much mid-range. Why does everything have that mid-funky sound today? And I'll switch over to another stack and I thought, oh, that sounds good. That's clean. And I'll use it for a few days. And these stacks aren't that much different. Uh, that's, that's one of the oddities of that. Maybe the EQ is set different for a reason or whatever. And sure, our voices can have a little more something in them. But uh, anyway, it's just fun. Isn't it fun? I mean, if you're not loving doing this, you wouldn't be doing it. I love the challenge of it. I like to try to make the sound as pristine as possible, make it better. And I'm really trying to learn how to mix better. Uh, I don't do anything fancy in my mixes. I don't go in and try to, uh, you know, people do a lot of gating and stuff to make it where the vocal gets right on top and stuff. And I just try to blend it where it sounds okay, where it sounds good to me. If my ear likes it, then maybe it's okay. Um, so anyway, hey, I hope everybody's having a great week. I hope you're going to have a good month. Uh, August was my second best, uh, even though I had surgery and was kind of out for, I don't know, almost a week, I guess, uh, five or six days, um, and couldn't record and do anything. Luckily, nothing came in. Uh, that's when you're like, well, I'm glad it's slow, but then it picked up uh, as I started to get feeling better. My voice was not super strong, but uh, fortunately, it all worked out. Um, and, and this month, starting off, okay. I'm not disappointed. It's off to a pretty decent start. Here it is, early September, five days. Uh, uh, today's the fifth when this is being recorded, and uh, yeah, it's off to a good start. I'm pleased with it. Uh, a lot of things coming soon, I think, some announcements to make, but uh, we'll hang in there. I'm working on some new interviews, and I hope to have those done um, here in the next week or so, uh, maybe two. Uh, a couple of those, I have to do it during what I call regular work hours. I'm still working a day job, too, and uh, uh, a couple of those folks will only talk to me during the day. So I got to figure those out. I may have to take a day off and like book two or three interviews and get them all done in a day. And then, of course, stack them up for later, uh, that which would be fine, too. But hey, everybody have a great one. Thank you for tuning into the VO Life. Welcome uh, Charles Bain into uh, into the podcast. He's the guy on the front end here making the cracks. So uh, thanks, Charles. And uh, always thanks to uh, Luis Porter and Liz Moya for being part of our podcast. All right, we'll see you again next time and keep living that VO life. You've been listening to The VO Life with Troy Holden. Check back for more episodes each week and catch up on what you've missed also. This is for you, those just living that VO life. Thanks for listening and join us again. The VO Life intro is by Louise Porter. The outro by Liz Moya. You can pick us up on Spotify, Amazon Music, Apple, and many other podcast carriers. Need to send me an email? Do it today. Troy at TroyHoldenVoices.com.
Thanks for listening.